Hey kids, this is me, your dude, Isaac Robots. We're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about the presents we got. We're going to talk about Motu. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the Iron Claw. We're going to talk about that. But until we get to that good stuff, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat! OKIC Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. That's right, it is. It's definitely that. This is world famous with me, IC Robots. I hope that you guys had a great holiday starting another fun year here on the uh, IC Robots Radio Network. It's always a hoot, dude. This is another year. This is going to be actually, factually, our 10th year in production, which is crazy when you think about it. I think around September is the actual anniversary, but that's nuts, man. Uh, some of you guys I've been friends with for 10 years now crazy right just absolutely crazy but uh i hope that hope you got all your holiday wishes i hope they all came true i hope that it was just nice and pleasant and fun and all that good stuff on the actual factual christmas day which this year fell on a monday we went over to haworth park we like to go to haworth park feed the ducks it's very pleasant i gotta say i myself your dude i see robots was against it because on the holidays the parks are full of families they're full of people who don't normally go to the parks you know people who are working people doing whatever got a day off, they take their family, they go out to the park. And so we we decided to do it anywho. I was against it. I didn't feel like it was going to be our normal, pleasant, fun uh, time at the park. And in fact, it wasn't. We get over there on the, uh, on the Monday, you know, we're all ready to go. We're all set and stuff. And we walk over to the place where the ducks and the geese normally hang out. And there was like a family, two parents, you know, a man and a woman in, in this case. And they had, I'm thinking, maybe four or five kids, and they were shooting videos of their kids chasing the ducks around. These kids had sticks, like they had sticks that they found, and they were like using these sticks to like herd the ducks, like herd the ducks around. And I could tell the ducks were like, they weren't liking it, dude. They were not liking it at all. They're squawking and they're running in circles. And I didn't know what to do. I never know what to do when I see people and they have their kids and it's like their kids are engaging in bad public behavior. I never know what to do because you're going to get trouble if you tell somebody how to parent their kids. That's a surefire sign. There's going to be something, something jumping off. So, me and the wife are just standing there, and we're watching this, and I can feel that she is getting angry. She's getting angry at this because she cares about wildlife. She likes these geese. We go feed them. We go out of our way to feed them. We think that it's nice, and we, we want them to be safe, and we want them to be healthy. And I know that getting chased around by kids isn't, like, the best thing. So, I, 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 feel, I feel her getting mad, and then I, I'm starting to get mad, too, but I'm trying... I'm trying not to get too mad. It's, it's Christmas. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to argue with anybody. I really don't like confrontation because I do, in fact, have a bad temper. And I've seen myself in the past elevate things to a degree I don't like. So I just kind of try to avoid it altogether. But we're watching this. And eventually, they chased all the geese and all the ducks into the lake, which I thought was good. I'm just like, good. They're away from these kids. It's all fine. And the geese and stuff, they're, you know, they're floating around. And then we went to another portion of, of the water where they weren't. And we started, like, throwing, like, we have oatmeal and stuff. We started throwing, like, handfuls of oatmeal to the geese. The geese are, like, floating over to us, and they're eating the oatmeal. And it seems like, it seems all fine. And then the kids, the kids start coming around to where we are. And they start waving their sticks at the at the geese in the uh, in the water, like, trying to scare them away. 
And at this point, I realized I did have to say something. I didn't want to, but I did have to. And I said to the to the little kids that were there, I said, hey, guys, do you think that you could go back over to where your parents are? I, I'm a little uncomfortable having you here so close to the water. So why don't you go over to where your kids are? I played the I don't I don't want you to fall in the lake, which I didn't really think was going to be a problem. But I, I used the don't fall into the lake. I'm like, why don't you guys go back over over to your parents and stuff? You know, just just to kind of get them out of my zone. So they did go off to their their parents, but then they ended up coming back a couple times and like they're waving their sticks at the ducks. And I didn't like it. I in, in no way think that waving a stick at a duck is like a nice thing to do. So I did feel I had to say something to their 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 parents. Their parents are like standing there just watching them do this. And I said, hey, do you think that you could get your guys' kids to, you know, stand back from the water and to stop waving these sticks at the duck? And this this kind of went how you would imagine that it went. The guy was unhappy with everything, blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, they have a right to do whatever and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like... I'm not going to argue with anybody, so we decided just to leave, just to go back home. I don't want to start any trouble. I hate trouble. But then when I was at home, I was sitting there, and I was kind of, I was kind of annoyed with the whole thing. Annoyed with the whole thing. It's not to the point where it was like ruining Christmas or anything. It wasn't anything like that. But I was sitting there thinking that I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like the whole thing. And then it sort of, it occurred to me. The thought occurred to me that what I had there was an opportunity for a learning moment, and I let my annoyance override what could have been a nice lesson for the kids. What I realized I should have done in retrospect was said, hey guys, something to this effect. Hey guys, during winter, the birds, the gut, the ducks, the geese, they have a harder time finding food than during the warm seasons. What we like to do is come here and feed them oatmeal. Do you guys think that you would like to throw some oatmeal into the water to the geese? And then I could we had a lot. So I could have said, here, here you go, guys. Grab a handful and throw them in. Throw some in. And then maybe it's possible they would have enjoyed feeding the ducks rather than chasing the ducks away. I don't know if it would have went down like that. It could have. I remember when I was a youngster and I was doing whatever. I was acting out, you know, running around. If a random adult, a random adult that I didn't know came up to me and gave me some advice like, Hey there, youngster. You shouldn't be so uh, loud around here or whatever. I would really take it to heart because I would be afraid of this weird guy who's talking to me. So I wonder if... I could have maybe taught them a lesson about how it's more important to be nice to the geese than it is to chase the geese around with a stick. I don't know. I do think that's possible. I think I passed up uh, opportunity for learning. So when in life, when in life, this is what I'm realizing. This is a lesson for me as well as for you. When in life you're out there, try to not let your anger and your moodiness kind of override what could be an opportunity. Try to look for the positives in what could be a negative experience. Now, this isn't always going to work. A guy cuts you off in traffic and you tell him like, hey, sir, I think it might be better if you did this. Not going to work. Not going to work. But look for the opportunities where there may be somebody willing to learn a lesson from you. This is me, Icy Robots, passing on some holiday wisdom to you. We're going to uh, move forward and I'm going to open up a Christmas present right here in front of you guys. This is KRJF 92.3 FM in Santa Rosa. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you I do, in fact, insist. This is me, IC Robots. We're back for another fun segment. As you guys know, Christmas has just passed. We all got, like, all kinds of fun stuff. If you're a toy boy like me, you got all kinds of toys. If you are a true toy boy, you know that this year, Ross Dress for Less 
was actually the spot for toys. I myself, I don't like going into Ross. I see how there's like a lot of bargains in there or whatever. I get it, but man, that place is a mess and it's full of full of crazy people. It's just not it's just not for me, but man, I kept I kept hearing on the online about all these amazing bargains. So me and the wife, we went over there and we looked around. We got a whole bunch of G.I. Joe classifieds. Those are the bigger ones. The ones that are more in line with like a uh, Star Wars Black or like a Marvel Legend rather than like the small three and three quarter inch ones. These are like pretty deluxe. They're pretty cool. I only have a couple in my collection. Over this Christmas year, my collection has grown. Let's Let's take a look at the one that I have right here in my hand. This is a dude known as Rakondo. Rakondo is the G.I. Joe Jungle Trooper, but this is not only Rakondo. This is Tiger Force Rakondo. This is a special one. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I picked up the three and three quarter inch OG Hasbro Rakondo a few weeks ago at the flea market. If you were paying extra close attention, you know that the Rakondo that I bought in fact, had two right arms, which is fine. I just kind of, I put one behind his back, kind of folded behind his back like he was standing like a fancy boy. But I myself, I'm a big fan of Rakondo. He's one of my favorite dudes. I always liked his, like, Australian Bushman hat that he wore. I just thought that he was cool. I thought the identity of that of a jungle fighter. This one only cost $5.99 at, uh... At the Ross. In general, you're going to pay for like $20, $24.95 each for these if you see them over at the over at the Target, over at the Walmart. I don't know if they have them at Walmart. I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. I know for a fact they have them at Target. That's where, that's where I always see them. I think the only ones I have, I know I have Scarlet and I have, I might only have Scarlet. Honestly, I got like the first series Scarlet, and then I decided I wasn't going in. This was too expensive of a hobby. These guys are too tall for me to put out. I don't have the space, you know. I like the three and three quarter inch dudes because, like, you can put like a million of them in the same space. You can put like half a million of these uh these other ones. But let's let's take a quick pause for the cause and find out what is the special designation of something known as Tiger Force. <laughs> Tiger Force was a subgroup within G.I. Joe. Their uniforms were mainly yellow and green in color with tiger stripe design. Their vehicles were primarily yellow in coloring and had the same tiger stripe patterns. That's basically all there is for Tiger Force. I looked on the online, I did find a commercial, and I found some stuff, but basically they're just like repaints of the G.I. Joes in a Tiger Force, Tiger Stripe pattern in a yellow, kind of yellow and black in the day. Nowadays they, they have a more like militarized kind of tiger pattern, but still, it's the same thing. The one thing that really stuck out for me with Tiger Force when I was a kid was that they they had Cobra vehicles repainted in Tiger's stripe motif based upon the idea that G.I. Joe was taking captured Cobra vehicles and turning them into Tiger Force G.I. Joe vehicles. I did think that that was uh, pretty, pretty cool, honestly. Let's, let's take a look. On the outside of the package, you can see that Rakondo is number 55 in the series, meaning they put out 55 of these figures. G.I. Joe Classified Series Rakondo. You can see him in the box. He has some accessories. Knife, big knife, handgun, rifle, backpack. You can see all that stuff inside of there. But let's, um, got the Arthur Fonzarelli brand Switchblade right here. And we're going to cut this open. Is there only one on the top? I believe there is 
Only one on the top. We're gonna open this up right there. Opened up smoothly. One piece of tape on the top, one on the bottom, and then we're gonna pull him out. Let's set the uh, set the box aside over here. There's a Tiger Force logo on the back of the packaging. He has a hat, a backpack, the figure, a blade, a rifle, and then also a pistol. The rifle is the same one that the Rakondo G.I. Joe smaller one, the three and three quarter inch Rakondo uses. Pull him out. We're just going to pull these out because I don't want to I don't want to crinkle any longer than I have to. But um, there is going to be some crinkling involved. Pull out the hat. Pull out the rifle. The rifle and the knife are stuck in here. Got that one out. Get the pistola. Set that over there. And we're going to put this into the recycling bin. Today's bin day. We take the bins out to the street. We're going to do that later. I have a Now I have a little smaller one dedicated just for recycling. Make sure to recycle. Make sure to recycle all your stuff. And this goes out to my homeboy engineer nerd. Make sure to recycle. Recycling's important even if even if your region doesn't have a good recycling program, you can still do it. Make a trip out to the recycling center. It's well worth it. Lots of weird people there at all times. Let's take let's take a look. Ricondo is a uh, he has a little bit of like shoulder length hair. His hair slicked back. He has a big Big mustache, nice a look. He has um camouflage pants. There's a slot on his leg for his for his machete. He wears his pistol on his chest. Let's go ahead and put some of these in here. Let's see how well the machete the machete goes in good. The backpack has a peg, much like the uh, three and three quarter inch real American hero. Here is here is the true test. Here is the true test. Let's see how well his hat goes on his head. Oh, you know what? Very well. That's always been a thing for me. Action figure hats were always whack. Remember back in the day, your dude had a hat. It was like oversized. It looked really silly nowadays. Or the hat was molded on and then your guy's stuck wearing a hat at all times, which is also also a little lame. But this one, this goes on really well. The technology for hats has improved a million fold. Let's put his rifle into his hand here. And then his other hand, the hat fell off. That's the problem with hats. They fall off. Even in real life, you know... Even in real life, sometimes your hat, it falls off. Let's take his pistol, put it into the uh, the holster on his chest, and then we'll put the rifle here, there, and we'll pose him like this. It's a very good-looking action figure. I'm not even kidding. These classifieds are really, really, really nice. I'm not saying they're not. I don't, I don't collect them overall, but I do think they're very, very, very cool. I think... What happened at first, I was kind of debating whether I should get in on it or not, but the first wave was like, it was almost impossible to find. I remember they were launching and people were finding him and they were out there, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they were everywhere all at once. I didn't start seeing the first wave until it felt like a year after they came out. So that was, that was a bit of a bummer, but this is, um, this is a very nice figure. I gotta say, I do like it. I think it would be cool if he came with a couple extra hands, but that's that's just the kind of thing that adds expense. You know, if you, you get some extra hands, you're gonna be going up into like the $28, $28.99, and I'm just not even I'm just not even into that. But did you did you hear this news? Super Seven is gonna start a new series of O-ring three and three quarter inch G.I. Joe's, and I myself am very, very jazzed about this. I like the Super Seven reaction style G.I. Joe's. I have a whole bunch of them. I think they're really cool. I think the only thing that would make them better, maybe a little bit of a, you know, elbow, wrist, or whatever kind of kind of joints, but I don't know if they're going to have that. I do know that they're going to be based on the 
the animated, the dick cartoons, the sunbow cartoons, and that's cool. Because for a lot of people, those are your G.I. Joes, the ones that were in the cartoons. To me, a lot of my G.I. Joe is from the comic book when I would play the lore was from the comic book rather than from the cartoons. But the cartoons are a massive influence. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there was a lot of stuff. I'm sure my Joes were looking for the mass device as much as they were looking forward to the invasion of Springfield and the battle the battle with Serpentor. Shout out to issue number 50, G.I. Joe, Real, Real American Hero, my favorite issue of all the times and all the space of G.I. Joe. The one where they invade Springfield. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. I actually have that autographed by Larry Hama. I saw him at a show. It was really great. He did a panel. A lot of fun. This is this is a little sidebar. I just found out that the Comic-Con, the East Bay Comic-Con, the one that we go to every year, the guest of honor this year is going to be Flash Gordon himself, Sam Jones. I'm so jazzed. I'm so jazzed. I hope dude does a panel. If they do, I'll record it. I'll put it out there for you. I plan on taking my uh, Flash Gordon video cassette and getting it autographed. I think that's going to be Fantastic. I can add it to my collection of autographed videotapes. I got one from Robert Forrester. Rest in peace. They reminisce over you, Robert Forrester. I got one from the great Sherilyn Finn. Shout out to Teen Wundle. And now I will have one from Sam Jones. It'll be great. It's going to be beautiful. But let's get back. Let's get back to Ricondo. Let's take a look at some of the details on here. It looks like his, uh, his holster around his chest could maybe come off. I think that it would take some wrangling. But what I... What I'm pointing out here is it's not it's not molded into the body. It's on the body. You could probably like pull him if you if you uh, were really into it, but I think that you would be risking damaging it permanently. Let's take a look. Is there anywhere where it unsnaps? No, it doesn't unsnap, but you could get it off. Also, the belt is not molded. It's on the bot. It's around the body, which is very cool. I think that when when they're molded on is fine too, but when they're on the body, when they're wearing it, it, it looks a little more realistic. Feels a little more real if you're gonna. If you're gonna take pics, but I do, I do really like this figure. I do wish that this was the standard Rakondo, not the uh, not the Tiger Force Rakondo. But then it wouldn't be at, at Ross for five ninety nine. Somebody would have bought it up because the OG Rakondo is a classic. I think it's time we're gonna move forward. We're gonna move forward. We're gonna talk about a movie I saw, movie known as the Iron Claw. But before we get there, I want to play this Tiger Force commercial. From Australia. Check out the accent on the Australian Duke. Be back in a second. Duke, it's back! We'll stop Cobra with Tiger Force, the roughest, toughest Joe Force ever. Get those captured Cobra vehicles repainted and rearmed. They're part of Tiger Force now. Tiger Force, showing the colors, yellow and black. Hungry to fight and ready to attack. Nobody needs G.I. Joe. Tiger Fish is ready. So is the Tiger Force. Tiger Force attack. Nobody needs G.I. Joe. Tiger Force. Tiger Force vehicles and figures sold separately. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? The Challengers from Denton, Texas, weighing in at a combined weight of 690 pounds, Kevin... Kerry and David Von Erich. Look at my beautiful brothers. The Von Erich are the greatest family in the history of wrestling. The Iron Claw 2024, now playing at Airport Cinema. 
I, in fact, did not see the Iron Claw at Airport Cinema. I saw it downtown at the Roxy. I, if given the choice, if given the choice, I will usually go to the Airport Theater over the Roxy downtown. I think that the audience at the Roxy is, they're a little more talkative, which is fine. But I myself, I kind of like it uh, on the low-key tip with no with no jibber-jabbing during, during the movie. So generally, we do go to airport, but we were running some errands around that side of town. And airport's all the way in, like, the next town over. So we ended up going there. A lot of people talked through the whole thing. But that's neither, that's neither here nor there. The Iron Claw is the story of the Von Erich wrestling family. I, I feel like... The Von Erichs have been in my life for, like, my whole entire life. I'm a big wrestling fan. I've been a big wrestling fan since I was, like, a young kid. I think that, I think I first got into wrestling around, like, 84 or 85. Because in the in the story of the Von Erichs, David Von Erich, who is uh, the oldest of the, the wrestling sons, he was a little bit before my time. I fell more into the carry or Kevin time, but I would see these dudes in all the magazines, you know, your Pro Wrestling Illustrated, your uh, The Wrestler, your uh, Wrestling Images, all these, all these magazines would always have write-ups on the Venerics. They were very, very photogenic, very charismatic dudes, and they came from this, like, legacy of the, the Von Erichs wrestling family, their father Fritz, big-time star, and these guys were big-time stars, too. I would say, though, that I never, not never thought that I would see an actual factual like Von Erich's movie out in the theater. And not just a movie, like an A24 movie, like a very, very distinguished uh, production company behind this movie. It was very cool, very fun to see something like this. After following the story of these dudes for such a long time, I don't know if you guys are all like 100% familiar with the story of the Von Erichs, but they were a wrestling family, three sons and a father. They were all in the wrestling business. And then tragedy struck is like brother died, brother died, brother died. And finally it was just left down to one poor Kevin Von Erich, the, the only son of Fritz. It's a very, 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 like, I can't even add too many varies. It's a horribly tragic story. It's, it's, it's awful. But the, the movie really does a great job of, like, capturing this pain, capturing what it must have been like to be Kevin. The movie is told from Kevin's point of view. He's the surviving brother. He was the one who would, he would know the most about what happened. He's the only one here to tell the tale. We have to accept it from that from that point of view. I would say that as a wrestling fan, it wasn't like 100% accurate. There were some details left out. And I think that, I think that it's fine. Sometimes you do have to do things like that for the, for the sake of storytelling. Let's, uh, let's take a look what they say about this one over at the tomatoes right now. Right now, uh, it's 89 and 93 on what the audience is. And they describe it as thus. The true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph under the shadow of their dominant father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in all of sports. It's rated R for sexuality, language, drug use, and suicide. It's a biography, drama, sports. It was directed by Sean Durkin, and it was mixed in Dolby Digital. So far, it has grossed 67 at the box office, it stars Zach Efron as Kevin. Jeremy Allen White from The Bear is Carrie Von Erich. Harris Dickinson from, I think he's in a Kingsman movie, is David Von Erich. Stanley Simons is uh, Mike Von Erich, the great, the, the great, great Mauritanian. The, the great, great Mauritanian. 
really like Maura Tierney from any, any number of things. The, the great, great Maura Tierney. One of my faves. She played Doris Von Erich and one of my favorite actors in all the realms of acting. Holt McCallany played Fritz Von Erich in Man. Dude is fantastic. I've heard a little heard a little Oscar buzz on this one. I've heard a little Oscar buzz on Zach Efron too. I also I also want to say this before before we get to some of the details. I have never seen a transformation in movie the likes that I have seen with Zach Efron here. You look at like Christian Bale in the, in the Machinist and how thin he got. This is just like on the opposite tip. This is like if our guy in the whale actually turned into the whale and didn't do it through prosthetics. Zach Efron, he looks like he's wearing prosthetics. He's so buffed. He's so jacked up. The dude looks like he's wearing a, a prosthetic head. He looks like Lou Ferrigno. He, in fact, looks a lot more... His physique looks more like Carrie. Kevin was kind of... He was buffed, too, but he was more, like, agile. He did, like, powerful drop kicks and things like that. He was more of an aerial guy. Carrie had some aerial moves, too. Nice drop kick, great athlete. But he was definitely more of, like, a bodybuilder, super jacked-up type. So Zac Efron resembled him more, but Jeremy Allen White, like, facially, when they put the... When they put the Carrie wig on him, the, the, the long-haired Carrie wig, it looked like Carrie Von Erich to me. I've heard some people say that he wasn't he wasn't jacked up enough that he didn't really capture that bodybuilder look of Carrie Von Erich. But it's a movie, dude. It's fine. You don't have to you don't have to look exactly like the guy. You don't gotta go overboard like like Efren, man. Efren is jacked more than anyone I've ever seen be jacked in a movie. It's crazy, crazy. There's one scene where uh, Jeremy Allen White is riding on a motorcycle down the road. He's just He's just achieved a great success, and he's just rolling down the road. His hair is blowing. They're playing music, and man, I got I got goose pimples, dude. It was crazy, 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 crazy. Loved this movie a lot. Thought it was really fun, really sad. The first part, very, very fun. You see the you see the rise of the Von Erichs. You see them rise up through the National Wrestling Alliance, and there's all kinds of cool stuff in there. Kevin marries Lily James. Lily James, one of my favorites. Man, this was this was one of those. We're just like the favorites are coming out of the woodworks, you know, like you got Holt, you got more Tierney, you got Lily James, you got it's just favorite after favorite after favorite. Really fun movie. Can't recommend it highly enough. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, this is a good story of brotherhood. It's a story of success. It's a story of tragedy. It's pretty darn good. I've heard from some of my some of my pals on threads, like our, our guy Teen Wundle brought tears to his eyes. It's that kind of that kind of movie. I didn't get the tears in the eyes, but I do have to say it was pretty close. I kind of felt it coming down, didn't want it, didn't really want it at this time, so I sort of I sort of pushed it back in. Sometimes you're at the movies, you know, you start getting, you start feeling the tears, and you feel like, you know, this is fine, I'll let it out. Next thing you know, you're balling. Didn't want that at all. It was, uh, you know, had a lot of things to do that day. Still had to go to Target and see if they had any Motus on clearance. They didn't. Neither of the Targets here in Santa Rosa have any of the cool clearance ones. Somebody came in, got all the Ram Mans and all that stuff that I wanted. Couldn't do it right now. Had to go look at those. So, we're gonna, we're gonna jump ahead. On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud, five being an all-time classic, I'm gonna go ahead and give the Iron Claw a very solid four, four mics. mics. Four mics. This is World's Famous on KRJF 92.3 FM. World's Famous. That is quite a name for something Chargy. that no one likes or enjoys. Except it. Chargy. This Week in Japanese League Baseball. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. 
As we return from the holiday break the main story is that the romance between J-pop slash J-goth star, Black October and Gaijin baseball player Steve Balboni Jr. is still going strong. I was afraid that while I was with my family in Tahoe over Christmas, we had a great time skiing and also drinking cocoa in the lodge but anyway, I was afraid that they might break up and that I wouldn't find out because I left my phone at home by mistake. I was glad that when I got home that nothing bad had happened, it was quite a relief. Anyway, that is all. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. Now a special IC Robots radio presentation. The Masters of the Universe Masterverse Master List. Take it away IC Robots. It's time to blow these fools' whole mind up. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, like honestly, like any length of time at all, you know that I'm a big fan of the toy line known as Masters of the Universe. That's the that's the one with He-Man. That's the one with Tila and all those guys from the from the planet of Eternia. Right now, there are there are two main Masters of the Universe toy lines in effect. There's kind of one that's a a remake of the old figures. They're they're all retro style. You see these ones at the Target and at the Walmart. They're pretty cool. I collect them. There is a whole nother line that I've gotten into called the Masterverse. And the other day, I went on to the online because I wanted to see how many of these figures existed inside of the Masterverse universe. I knew that there were quite a few, but I also knew that I needed I needed a checklist. I needed to go online and I needed to see a list a master list of the, the masterverse, masterverse, as it were. And I discovered, dude, there are quite a few guys in this line. There were, like, way more than I than I had thought in the first place. I realized I haven't even seen all these dudes. Like, I haven't even seen them all, like, in the person, at the store, or whatever. There were so many that I had never laid my eyes upon. So I, I felt like maybe I should go onto the show and go over this list and share this new information that I have with you. It's going to be a little bit of an effort, I think. There are numerous waves of the master verse, but before we do that, let's get a little lesson on the history pre-launch of the the Masterverse of the Masterverse. August 9th, 2020, a new 7-inch collector action figure line is announced by Mattel at PowerCon 2020 titled Masterverse with the tagline, The Evolution of He-Man. These figures are promised to have 30 points of articulation. May 13th, 2021, Mattel announces the first wave of Masterverse action figures. The new Masterverse collection launch will consist of six action figures with highly detailed designs. These, These six, six figures, figures are, are promised, promised to feature at least 30 points of articulation. articulation. June 15th, 2021, Masterverse launches. The, uh, the theme that they set down there, the evolution of He-Man, is really what they stuck to for the line. Each wave represents a different era of He-Man. It's like, uh, it's like the era's tour for He-Man. Let's, let's take a look. We, uh, found this on the Masterverse figure checklist on 4eternia.com. A very, very super useful website if you're ever looking for stuff about the Masters of the Universe. The first, the first wave is based off the Netflix 
Netflix cartoon, The Masters of the Universe Revelation, which is honestly a pretty good cartoon that I, I did like quite a bit. The designs of the characters differ from the OG Masters of the Universe. So the wave that you got first, the first ever wave in the history of the Masters of the Universe, Masterverse, is He-Man, Skeletor, and Mossman. Of these three I don't have any, but I saw them all over the place. The second part of Wave 1 was Evil Lynn from the cartoon, which I do have. She, to me, was like the main character of the whole thing, and I really, really dug what they did with her, and I have that figure. Pretty good one, has changeable heads, and then there was Skelegod. This was in the Revelation Deluxe. It was a little bit bigger. You can find this one on clearance now. They're really kind of overordered on this one, I think. And then there is Battle Cat. I have Battle Cat. I picked him up at the flea market for some reason one week. There was, like, a dude with, like, ten boxed battle cats, and I got one. Second wave came out. You had Man-at-Arms, good old Duncan. I have that one. Spikor, I don't have. I've seen Spikor in the store once or twice, and for some reason I didn't buy him. Now I kind of wish that I did. There's Tila. I have Tila. Beast Man, don't have Beast Man. And up next is Faker. This was uh, one of the deluxe. And then there was Savage He-Man, which is a really cool, sort of like a... Uh, caveman style, sort of like a Conan the Barbarian style. He's wearing like a loincloth. And this one comes with an old school Orko. I've seen this one. I've thought about picking it up. I just want the Orko though. And now we're going to move into wave number three. This is a pretty good one. You got Stinkor. I don't have Stinkor. If I saw him at the store, I would have bought him. I think that Stinkor is kind of a funny character. His power is that he smells really bad. He's like a skunk. I just think that that, I think that that's funny. Fisto is up next on the uh, Masterverse Master list. I don't have Fisto. I think Fisto's cool, man. I dig that big metallic punch. That brings us to Scareglow. Scareglow was like an evil skeleton ghost that Skeletor has control of. The original, the OG Scareglow, really cool. They came out with that in retro, and I found it. I think it's one of my favorite figures. But the, the Scareglow, not really like all that great to me in the Revelation line. All these guys in this wave are pretty easily available if you go on eBay at low prices. The following figure is Andra. Andra who is good friends with Tila in the show. She's a new character. There was also a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Scareglow. A little bit cooler. The uh, cape is different. After Scareglow was Triclops, he was a deluxe version. You have the normal Triclops, and then also he comes with a cloak for a different, different look. There is also a 2.0 Tila, different Tila. I don't know if I've seen this one on, on the uh, on the wild. I might have. They call it Tila 2.0. She has a different a different skirt. Merman is the following figure. Merman's kind of cool. I don't really love the I don't love the design. He doesn't have any chest armor, but he does come with a couple couple neat weapons. King Grayskull. He was a deluxe figure. King Grayskull is cool. He's not a character I'm super familiar with. This one is pretty easy right now to find on eBay clearance sales. You can get it for a few bucks. Then uh, there is a Trapjaw. Revelation Trapjaw. He's also a deluxe. Trapjaw's cool. We're getting ready to move down into Wave 7. Wave 6 was only the character known as Hero. Hero is a She-Ra character. Wave 7, Roboto. I wanted Roboto something awful when he came out, but I never, not, never saw him. Evil Lynn. 2.0, that's a different character. She has a she has a headpiece that looks like a bat. You can find this one 
on the eBay clearance. When I say eBay clearance, I mean like $9.99 or less. They're all over the place. Man at Arms 2.0. This is a really nice one too. If I ever saw this, I would have bought it. Recently, there was there was like a big clearance sale of all the Motu revelations at Target. A lot of these figures were going for $9.99. When we were over at the store, I didn't see any of the figure. But we saw the price tag that said Man at Arms Deluxe, $9.99. Somebody got away with a bunch of those. Good for them. Wave 8 is exclusively the Sorceress. If I saw this one, I probably would have bought it. I didn't see it. Then there was a website exclusive Dark Lynn. That's a different Evil Lynn. Wave 9 was a all-new For Eternia Merman 2.0. We're almost there, dudes. We're almost there. This is Wave 10. Wave 10 of the first range of Masterverse figures. The other ones get smaller, trust me. Then you got Prince Adam, Prince Adam from the cartoon. Never not never saw this one, but I might have bought him. I don't have a skinny, like a small Prince Adam. The Prince Adam that I have is the OG Prince Adam, and he just looks like He-Man. He's a big, big jacked up dude. Up next is Clamp Champ. I saw this one also, the little tag for the clearance thing. If I would have seen him, I would have bought him. Y'all know I like Clamp Jam. Final guy is Horde Skeletor Skeletor 2.0. So there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 32 figures so far in the Masterverse Range 1. These have been going out for years. Been coming out for years. They probably will come out with more when they continue the cartoon. Up next is a different range. Let's take a look at that one. It's much, much smaller. Well, now that I'm looking at it, it is not really that much smaller, but we'll just like, we're gonna zip through these. We're gonna zip. The next wave is called New Eternia. And the gimmick for this one is that the action figures are based off the original production artwork when they first when they first envisioned he-man they kind of saw him as kind of like a like a barbarian more of a savage dude like a viking like a conan kind of kind of guy and these figures all they all kind of really like jibe with that in the first wave you get he-man skeletor and beast man i have this beast man and man it is a magnificent figure it's in the it's in the deluxe range he has like these these big shoulder pads that are furry. It's just a fantastic figure. The next wave of this range was Zodak. Zodak is like kind of a, he's like a mystery in the whole thing. He's a mercenary bounty hunter. He is on the good guys. He could just as easily be a bad guy. Then you have Battle Armor He-Man and Jitsu. I like the Jitsu in this one. He looks more, more like a samurai. He has a top knot and everything. Nice figure. Stratos and Two Bird also came out in 2022. That was that was the Wave 7 portion of this. And then you have Manny Faces. Manny Faces just came out in 2023. I bought this one. I talked about it a couple episodes. He has he has like this backpack full of all of his different faces. Really nice figure. Then there's Buzz Off, Faker, and Clawful. These are supposed to have come out in 2023, but I myself personally have never not never seen any of these. If I did, I'd get Buzz Off and I might get Clawful. Both of them are pretty cool. Clawful is the deluxe one. And then there's also Ram Man and Whiplash. The Ram Man comes with three heads. Whiplash has a spear and a torch and a tail. Both of these are pretty cool. What I like about this Ram Man is he has two separate legs as opposed to kind of like the one like spring loaded leg 
that he had in in the OG. And then there was a website exclusive called Vicron. I don't know if this one has been released or if it's just rumored to be released. And what this was was uh, some found art that they had that had figures that were never not never made. And they sent you the body of one dude and then three different costumes. You could turn Vicron into like a flying guy, then also a guy with like bugged out uh, face things. Then you have Web Store, Man-at-Arms, and Trapjaw. I know that these guys have been seen in stores, but I myself have not seen them. I like the, uh, I like the Man-at-Arms. He has a helmet that comes on and off. Two helmets, actually. The Trapjaw is cool, but I think out of these guys, the, the Man-at-Arms is the gym. The way that they release these, I kind of have given the impression that they released, like, first this one, then New Returnia, then whatever. It's not like that. The way that they did it was they might release like two or three Master Verses, then one for like New Returnia and so on. But I kind of like them, I kind of like them grouped up all together. So you can see all the New Returnians, all the Master Verse, and then all of the uh, the upcoming ones that we are going to jump into now. The next range that we have is uh, Princess of Power, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. The first one you got was Catra. I'm not super familiar with the uh, figures in the She-Ra line. I know She-Ra and I know a few others, but I don't know a lot of them. The wife was really into She-Ra. I should ask her. Then, also in 2022, you got Hordak. This was a deluxe. This is a nice Hordak. Hordak is the bad guy in the whole thing. And you got She-Ra. I would buy this She-Ra if I would have seen it on, on the pegs. I, I don't follow the show, but I do like... I do like to get the main characters, your He-Mans, your Skeletors, and your whatnot. And then in the next wave, you got Frosta. She has, like, ice powers. I've seen this one on the online, fairly inexpensive. And the next one is Shadow Weaver. Looks like a bad guy. I've seen this one on the shelves. I didn't buy it. I probably should have. It is kind of a cool figure. She's sort of mysterious, hidden in a cloak and everything. And finally... In the Princess of Power wave, you have Grizzlor. Grizzlor is a nice-looking figure. In the OG Masters of the Universe, he's all fuzzy. He's all fuzzy. He's like a toy. He's like a Manshichi or whatever. In this one, he is like a human person, but he has a fuzzy vest that he can take on and off. And I think that is pretty cool. I know people have seen that one, but I myself have not seen it personally. And as we continue on, we're going to talk about two more figures that I have not seen personally. These are from the Rulers of the Sun, a.k.a. Sun Man line. I'm a big fan of the Sun Man line. It's a recent uh, addition to the Motu universe that kind of started off as like a knockoff of, of a He-Man. But then they were bought up by Mattel and now they are part of it. And we've seen a bunch of these dudes in the retro collection. So let's hope that in the future we see more of them in the Masterverse universe. But as now, we only have two. We have Sunman and we have Pighead. The Sunman is really nice. He has big wings and stuff. Very cool figure. I've never seen it on the on the pegs over at the store. And then we got Pighead. Pighead's really cool. I've never seen him in person, but I know on the online he's another one that you can pick up cheap on eBay or whatever. He comes with a shield, couple weapons, and a couple hands. I have him in the retro line, but I do not have him in this, but I would like him. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause and come back right after this with some more Motu stuff. You are listening to KRJF 92.3 in Santa Rosa, the simulcasting at 88.1 in scenic Bodega Bay. You made the right choice. Keep your hands off the dial. This toy comes with something that can really open up a kid's imagination. 
its own legend. It's the Masters of the Universe collection. And for my kids, the legend begins here. With Castle Grey Skull and this stupid-looking blonde guy in fuzzy underpants. Look, let's be honest. The reason we buy this junk is so that our kids will leave us alone while we smoke and drink and eat off of television trays. This toy here, it's expensive, but should keep the kids out of your immediate area for a while. That's got to be worth something. Masters of the Universe, Castle Grey Skull from Mattel. I mean, that was a little harsh, but you got to appreciate the the honesty in the advertising that used to have back in the day. Big shout out to Mattel, the creators of Masters of the Universe. Now we're going to move forward into a uh, another wave. This one is called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This is based off that, not the one cartoon, the Masterverse cartoon. There is a whole nother He-Man cartoon called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It's a new thing. I mean, it's newish. The... The animation is really, it's really like cartoony. I know that sounds silly, like the cartoons are cartoony, but it's not, it's not like realistic forms. The dudes are like super, even more muscular than the normal Masters of the Universe. They're very small legs, very big upper bodies. They have a whole separate toy line of their own, but what they did here with this wave, they took the main characters, He-Man and Skeletor, and they made them into like more deluxe Masterverse figures. The The original figures that these guys are based on, I have Skeletor, and I would buy, I would buy this Masterverse Skeletor right here. He's pretty cool, man. The, the one that I have, it's cool too. It looks a lot like this, but it has additional, this one has additional articulation, which is like, which is really the hallmark of the whole entire Masterverse line. I've never, not never seen either one of these. I think that the Targets in my area, I think that the Walmarts in my area don't do the best job of stocking these uh, new Motus. But you also have to consider maybe they're just not selling that huge in my area so they don't get the chance to get restocked. I don't know. It could go either way. It's hard to call it, especially, especially when you're not on the inside. The... The next wave is some Masters of the Universe movie-inspired figures. These are the ones from the from the great Dolph Lundgren movie back in the day. And in this, you got one deluxe. You got a Dolph Lundgren-looking He-Man on the deluxe. And then you got a Frank Langella-looking Skeletor. This was also a deluxe. The, the He-Man comes with a sword, and he comes with a small dagger, an alternate head that looks less like Lundgren, more like the uh, traditional, you know, Prince Adam style He-Man. Then he also has a really cool cape with nice shoulder things. It looks like it goes down pretty far. The Skeletor also has a cape. He has his his famous his famous staff, and then also a sword and some additional hands, as well as what appears to be a sash. And then later on down the line in 2023. They came out with an evil Lynn. This one looks pretty cool. I'm seeing this one going on the online for not so much. I bet you could pick it up for like, for something like $20 shipped on the eBay right now. I'm not even kidding. It is not an expensive figure at all. The other ones I don't see as much on the, uh, on the online when I'm out there. And then continuing on with the, uh, with this list, this eternal list, we have one that is, that is kind of like a smaller more exclusive subset. This one was designed by famous street designer Virgil Abloh. Rest in peace. Uh, they, they reminisce, reminisce over you. you. And in this one, you had He-Man, 
Battle Cat, Skeletor, and also Skelegod. They, they're all one color. The whole figure is like one color. Like the, the He-Man, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a chocolate brown. All the accessories are chocolate brown. Then Battle Cat, also chocolate brown. And then Skeletor is a bit, he's a bit on the, uh, on the beige side, honestly. And then you have Skelegod, who is, he's not quite chocolate brown. He's a little, uh, a little like a lighter, lighter tone than that. And they come in plastic cases that say Motu, Cara Virgil Ablo, El Segundo, California, blah, 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 blah. El Segundo is where I believe that Mattel is located out of. I did go onto the online really quick just to kind of get an idea of what these might go for. Right now, you could get the uh, Skeletor for 45 bucks shipped to your house. That is all together. 30 with $15 shipping. He-Man is about the same. The Battle Cat 65. Somebody here has uh, the entire set. These were Mattel Creations. Set of four. You can get that for 175 with uh, 59 shipping. They're cool. They are cool. I don't think that this is something that I would like dive into, but I do appreciate the idea that Mattel's like reaching out to some of these cool street designers to, uh, to get these neat figures out there to us. And then we're getting toward the end, honestly. I think that we're gonna, I think that we're gonna make it. The next one is a line known only as He-Man. This was, uh, this was based on a short-lived series of figures that came out after, after He-Man was canceled. They kind of tried to reboot it. He-Man was a bit, he was a bit slimmer in his design. These ones are supposed to be on the shelf right now, but I myself, I have never seen them. In the first wave of these, you got He-Man himself. He comes with a helmet backpack a sword he's pretty cool and then there is a dude called slush head he is a deluxe i have this one i got it for i got it for christmas i picked it up over at target it was on clearance i think it was like 13.99 and it is a beautiful figure keep your ears tuned i'll be opening that one on the show sooner rather than later i really want to get my hands on it i don't even i don't even know who slush head is but this figure is so neat i can't wait to bust him open then you have the New Adventures Skeletor. That's the name of the wave. That's the whole thing. New Adventures. Let's uh, let's just take a quick look. Let's see what New Adventures of He-Man even is, and how many of these that they made all together. New Adventures of He-Man figures. All in all, we're on Figure Realm here. That's another another site that is a. Uh, Good, good source for these kind of thing. As far as a series of figures, there's like four series with, I believe, 46 all together. That's not bad. There's like a two-pack here, He-Man, Skeletor, Brack, Flug, Flipshot, Hydron. I had Hydron at one point. I believe I sold him. I didn't know where he came from. They made a slush head back then. These came out in 1989. Honestly, it's not a bad line. I feel like... I feel like I've been sleeping on this one. I'm going to have to investigate that further. Maybe at some point we'll get the He-Man New Adventures Master List. Well, guys, we did it. We made it up into the end. This is the final wave. This is uh, called Masters of the Universe Revolution. This is a line that's going to be based on the upcoming cartoon sequel to Revelation. And in this, you have Sorceress Tila, Skeletech, which is like a cyborg or of a, of a Skeletor. And then you have Gwildor. 
and Orko, who are two teeny tiny figures. That is it. We've made it to the end. We're super duper great. We're honestly going to run out of time here on the show. I, I think we're just going to have to cut it abruptly. The Masterverse Master List. It's been a hoot. It's been fun. It's been hard. It has been quite a battle, but in the end, we made it, dude. We made it all the way to the end. I gotta give it up to you for reaching this point. We're gonna gonna take a quick pause. We'll be right back with some upcoming programming news. Hello, this is Ed from Behind the Bit with Ed. This upcoming Thursday on the IC Robots Radio Network, we have an amazing first. The first ever interview with a clone. Yes, the clone of Gino Vega will sit down with us to answer all of your questions and a couple of mine. Behind the bit with Ed at icrobots.com. We now return to World's Famous with IC Robots. Yeah, that's me, IC Robots. We're back for the end of World Famous. Man, this one... This one has been a hoot and a half for show of the year, and I really want to send a big shout-out to everybody who supported us over the year. I'm not going to name names. You guys know who you are. Some of you guys have been with us for, well, the entire 10-year run of IC Robots Radio. And again, you guys know who you are, and I definitely, definitely appreciate all the love, all the support, and all the good stuff just like that. We're going to be back. Next episode is going to be, it's going to be a cultural institution. The big movie list, where in which I go over all the movies I saw this year. It's a it's a big one, honestly. We're at uh we're at 90. I saw 90 movies this year. I'm only talking about new movies, not old movies. I saw some old ones too. Only movies that came out in the year of 2023, the year of our Lord, 2023. So 90. We're gonna go over that. And then next week we're gonna come back with the top five movies of the year. Then after that, we're going to take a look five years back at the top five movies of uh, five years ago. And we're going to see how I feel about them now. That's always that's always fun. And then there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. Also, we got to look out for the big interview with the clone of Gino Vega. That's going to be dropping in a couple days here over on icrobots.com. That is going to be something. I've heard a bit of it already. And man, there is some weird, wild, and wacky stuff in that one. So make sure to check that out. And I guess, until we meet again, this is me, Icy Robot, saying, if you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com
everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Do, 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 Trash Busters. This is Derek for the Sonoma County Trash Busters. This week I want to talk about pollution, in particular one that I find especially offensive, noise pollution. I was at the park the other day to feed the ducks and there was a dude there with a Bluetooth speaker playing Run the Jewels second album, Run the Jewels 2 and scaring the ducks away. I was going to ask the dude to turn it down or off altogether. Park rules prohibit devices that amplify sound, speakers and etc. But the dude looked like he was bugging out so I went home instead. And the ducks were left hungry. It was a sad state of affairs. Please don't play speakers in the park or on the trail. Use head or earphones like a decent member of society. This has been a message for the Sonoma County Alliance for keeping things quiet, so the ducks can get fed Alliance. Be a trash buster today.